Hey there, everyone. It is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and once again, it's my turn to rant and rave about my own opinions on a topic that I think it's a lot of mistreatment in our survival space, and that's survival food. Specifically, how to prepare a survival food plan for when you're forced to evacuate and bug out to a safe location. Now, this was frankly one of our first recorded podcasts that never got released yet. So you're going to notice two things. One, it was actually before the creation of MCS Magazine. So you'll hear references to our membership site, the ISCQC, instead of MCS Mag. And two, it was admittedly one of Buck's first podcast interviews. So he may sound more robotic, kind of like an early morning talk show host from National Public Radio. I kind of tease him about that. He's normally a loose, opinionated guy, and I'm sure you've heard him on the Friday Reload podcast, but give him a break. He sounds a little bit more like a robot in this podcast. Nonetheless, the information is something I really think you're going to get a lot out of. So let's go ahead and jump right in. If bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. In a disaster or collapse survival scenario, one of the potential response actions you must prepare for is the possibility of being forced to leave your home for a safer location. In this event, what we often refer to as bugging out, your ability to carry, find, or hunt for food becomes a primary concern in order to keep up your energy and survive what lies ahead. But what are your best choices for bug out food while in the midst of evacuating to your next survival retreat? And what can you do now to prepare for such an event? Fortunately, that's what we're about to find out. Hello, everyone. This is Buck Green, Operations and Broadcast Director of the International Society of Close Quarters Combatants, with another survival podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as protector and patriot. Joining us today to discuss the best survival food choices for bugging out is our very own ISCQC President, Jeff Anderson. Jeff, welcome to the program. Thanks, Buck. For those of you not familiar with Jeff's background, he is a 10-year combat veteran and a lifelong martial artist and combatives trainer. With his creation of the International Society of Close Quarters Combatants, he's pulled together the top experts on the planet to provide fellow survivalists like you with advanced training in hand-to-hand and weapons combat, tactical firearms training, and urban survival strategies. You can learn more about Jeff and our ISCQC organization at www.iscqc.org. Jeff, what would you say are the biggest mistakes most people make when deciding on what food to pack in their bug-out bag? Yeah, there's a lot of different myths, rumors, and frankly just outright misinformation that's floating around the Internet about what what type of food really works best for bugging out. I would say that there's one giant mistake that a lot of people make, and that is that they just don't. They don't consider the weight of the food that they have to carry because they've never actually carried it. So most people that have like a bug out bag as an example, you know, they, they pack it all up. They've got really great stuff in there. They've got enough food for the trip, but they've never actually put it on their back and started walking with it. They don't realize just how, how heavy it can actually be. And food can take up a lot of that weight because you're going to be hungry 
and you know you a lot of people that that gravitate toward um you know the foods that they pack away are packing perhaps too much food the wrong types of food and in many cases the wrong types of food that they've been told they should have during a survival so let me give you three examples of of so-called survival food that's very very uh, common and it's and it's often recommended that I that I actually don't recommend. So one would be MREs, and this is kind of the prepper staple, isn't it? You know, to to go and get if it's good enough for the military, then it's good enough for survivalists. Well, I can tell you from having to carry MREs whenever they were handing them out for uh, you know when I was in the light infantry in the 10th Mountain Division. They were handing out MREs for us to pack away for, you know, going out for, for training or for missions. And so I can tell you those, those weren't happy times. First of all, one of the things that we did was we opened up the MREs and we took out only the stuff that we knew we were going to eat because the packaging, every, all of that extra stuff adds to the extra weight. So MREs are really too heavy to be used for survival food. And since they're already pre-prepared, they're they're heavier just by nature because they already contain all the liquid and everything else. So all you do is open up the pack and just eat. So it makes it very heavy. The other thing I would say that a lot of people can you know think about when they're as survival food that to me is too heavy are some canned goods. So I used to see a lot of people even in the military that would bring like cans of of baked beans, beanie weenies. Spam and things like that. Anything that has a metal can to it is going to be heavier. And if it's inside of a can, it's also prepared food as well. So it has the liquid in it. Uh, water weighs more. So any sort of a canned food is going to be really too heavy and too bulky for you to be able to pack away inside of a bug out bag. And the third food that I see a lot of people packing as survival food that I don't recommend is beef jerky. And this is a common staple among people because it is dehydrated. And so you can carry it. It doesn't weigh very much. You can easily eat it on the run. So all those seem like very good things. The problem is, is that most people aren't drinking enough water or have enough water available when they're, when they're bugging out. And because you're sweating, because you're carrying a backpack, because you're going to be exerting more energy, your body is going to be using more water. And as you eat a dehydrated food that's not been rehydrated, then that's going to dehydrate you even more. So when you eat beef jerky, it's going to absorb some of the, the water that you already have inside of your body, dehydrate you quicker. And beef jerky does not rehydrate very well. So it's not like you can really soak it in water and, and it'll just puff back up very, very quickly. So it's deceptively, um, potentially harmful to your health and to your, to your ability to bug out, uh, compared with other foods. Jeff, what are the biggest considerations when deciding on what food to pack in your bug out bag? Yeah, so you're going to need food and you're going to have to carry it if you're bugging out by foot. So there are some major considerations that you have to think about when you're choosing what to put inside of your, of your survival kit bug out bag. And the first one I would say is that it needs to be lightweight. So, you know, the, the big thing is that water is heavy. So any sort of, of a prepared food 
is going to be heavier than something that is dehydrated. Now, I'm not saying that you necessarily have to go and and buy like the dehydrated camp foods, although those are very good. You know, they a lot of those are are really good, but you want to carry foods that are very lightweight. And they, you know, if they if they um if they do have to be rehydrated, then that's okay because you determine when you're going to rehydrate them. So any anything that's dehydrated that gives you an option, then you know you you choose when to rehydrate those and actually cook them up. The second thing I would say is make sure that the foods that you pack are calorie dense. When you're bugging out, it's a it's a really physically draining event. You not only are you walking for long distances, but you're also carrying your gear with you, which is going to it's going to really stress your body. It's going to use a lot of energy from your body, from your muscles. And so you need to have foods that are going to be high in calories because you're going to be burning a lot of calories. Now, you also want to make sure that you get a, a, a blend of the different types of nutrients that your body is going to need to function properly. And what I mean by that is there are three macronutrients that you need, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. And those three things all play a role in your health and your ability to survive a scenario. Protein is a is a muscle maintainer and a muscle builder, so you're going to be using your muscle when you're bugging out. You need to be able to replenish that muscle and maintain that muscle so that you can stay strong as you're as you're traveling. Carbohydrates are your main energy source. So you need to have lots and lots of energy. Carbohydrates are going to be the main uh way that you're going to be able to do that. Fats are also necessary for optimum health and contain more than twice as many calories than carbohydrates do. So they're very nutrient dense they're, as far as like potential energy goes and and so that's what you're going to you know you're going to want to have that mix there to be able to offer all those benefits to your body. Uh the other thing I would say is that the the food that you pack away should be easy to prepare on the run. Now, when you're bugging out your goal is to get from point A to point B as fast as possible. So you don't want to carry a lot of food that you have to stop, you have to make a fire, you've got to prepare, you've got to create all this stuff. So what you're looking for is stuff that you can easily prepare, maybe even just by adding a little bit of water to it to rehydrate it very quickly that you don't have to heat up, that you can just eat it either on the run or stop very quickly, rehydrate it, eat it right there, and then get going again. The other the other thing I would say, though, is that uh, foods that require a little bit of cooking are are good to pack as well because one of the things about bugging out or any sort of a disaster scenario is that it's not just physically taxing, but it's also mentally taxing. And there's something to be said about a hot meal. I remember being in the military and being out in the in the field during training exercises and things like that, and just like all you wanted was just a hot meal. I didn't care what it was as long as it was hot. And there's something about that that is comforting to yourself. And so in the in the stress of a disaster scenario, you know, having a hot meal, maybe at the end of the night before you bed down or something like that, can really help to alleviate the stress and anxiety of a, of a survival scenario for yourself and for those that you're protecting and that are traveling with you. And so having something that can be prepared and made into a hot meal is, is very helpful as well. It, has, it definitely has a purpose. Okay, you're finally getting to listen to my long-lost interview on bug-out survival food. And I'll share several more tips with you here in just a minute, including some great examples of specific foods that you can throw into your bug-out bag 
the truth about harvesting edible plants on the run, at least in my humble opinion, and the complete idiot's guide to survival hunting, even if you've never picked up a gun before in your life. But first, check out this special message. In any disaster, crisis, or attack, your life and the life of those you love could solely rest on the survival gear you've acquired. Do you have the proper gear to protect you from the threats you'll face? Whether it's preparing your home against the destruction and mayhem of a city in chaos, or you're bugging out to a safer location when a natural disaster forces you from your home, the supplies you have right now could ensure your survival or seal your fate. Don't take the risk. Claim your free copy of our exclusive guide, Survival Gear Secrets, at survivalgearsecrets.com and discover the seven-phase survival gear plan every family must prepare for or face the consequences. Five no-bullshit warning signs that a collapse is headed your way, so you're already in action long before your neighbors even know what hit them. And how to know exactly when it's safer to stay at home and shelter in place. Or get in the family bug out mobile and get the hell out of Dodge. Your fellow citizens may be fine with sleeping in a crowded stadium waiting for FEMA to hand them a granola bar, juice box, and a blankie. But you know that no one can protect your family better than you can. If you're properly prepared with the right supplies and equipment to ensure your survival. Don't wait until it's too late. Find out what's missing from your survival gear plan by grabbing your free copy of Survival Gear Secrets now at www.survivalgearsecrets.com. And now, back to our show. Okay, we're back with my take on bug out survival food, and I have a lot more to share. So, let's jump back in with my operations manager, Buck, as he continues his interview with me. Jeff, what are some of the best foods specifically to carry in your bug out bag? Yeah, well, you want to stick with, the, you know, the goals of your foods being lightweight and calorie dense and providing a lot of energy and being easy to prepare. I mean, those are those are the main, you know, factors that you want to think about when choosing them. So you want to choose foods that will meet all of those requirements. Let me give you some examples. Uh, ramen noodles are, you know, it's kind of a joke. It's like the college food, right? You know, it's like it's the it's super cheap and ramen noodles are very condensed they're very lightweight and they're easily rehydrated the other thing about about ramen noodles is that they're high in carbohydrates because they are a pasta they are a noodle and the little flavor packet that goes with them is high in sodium so when you're bugging out and you're sweating a lot you're losing a lot of salt and salt's an electrolyte that your body needs just to be able to produce energy and so when you with the ramen noodles you're getting high carbohydrates from a very lightweight food that's easily rehydrated, and you're also getting the the electrolytes that you need to, to replenish to be able to maintain your energy levels as well. The second food that I really like for, for putting in a bug out bag is instant oatmeal. These are the ones that come in those little those little packets, and they're often sweetened with something. So the ones that I I recommend are things like the um you know, maple sugar, cinnamon and raisin, things like that that are sweetened because that sugar that's in there will provide you with some short-term energy. So it's like a, it's like a quick buzz, like quick sugar buzz that provide you some rapidly absorbable energy. But then also the oats will give you longer-term energy to help you, you know, stay on, stay on your bug out path and have longer-term energy where you don't have just a, you know, just like a sugar crash. So instant oatmeal is, and it's 
And because it's not, it's not hydrated, it's very lightweight and it takes up very little room. You can pack a lot of it away and, um, and it, and it works really, really well. The other thing I would say is that you can make it more of a complete meal just by adding a little bit of, um, some nuts in it and maybe even some dehydrated milk for the protein. Just put a little, you know, some, some powdered milk in it when you rehydrate it, and then it makes it more of a complete meal with the protein, carbohydrates, and fats in it. The third one that I like is um, is a sports meal replacement powder. Now, I'm not talking about a protein powder like for bodybuilding. What I'm talking about is a meal replacement powder, and then you'll find this in the same section of the vitamin store or the uh, the grocery store. You'll find it in the same section as the protein powder, but it's not the same thing. So oftentimes protein powders are very low carb because they're meant for bodybuilders who are trying to gain muscle but not body fat, whereas a meal replacement powder has the protein, but it's also high in carbohydrates. Often, Most often, the type of, of carbohydrates that they're adding to it is maltodextrin, and maltodextrin is a slow-burning sugar. It is a sugar, and it is sweet. But it's a slow-burning sugar, so it provides you with longer-lasting energy than like a sucrose or some other type of a sugar. So you want to look at the label, and you want to see that it is high in carbohydrates, and then look at the ingredients and make sure that the how they're sweetening it is through maltodextrin. Okay. Um, we, you know, one of the secrets that we used to use in the military was from our MREs, they usually came with uh, the, the uh, hot cocoa packet. And what we used to do, instead of making hot cocoa, which required, you know, cooking up the water and everything else, is we would just add a little bit of water to the cocoa, throw in the instant coffee packet that was in our MREs, mix it all up into a in essentially a mocha pudding. Well, you can do the same thing with the meal replacement powder. So I recommend getting – I like chocolate personally. It's very versatile. So I recommend buying a chocolate meal replacement powder and then – Again, with something that's easy to prepare on the run, you just add a little bit of water to it inside of a packet, inside of a bag, throw in an instant coffee packet, and mix it up into like a, just the consistency of like a pudding and eat it with a spoon. And it's delicious, and it's going to provide you with you know good good quality nutrition. And the caffeine gives you a little bit more of an energy buzz that will last you for a little while as well. And then the last thing I would say is, as a really good food to pack are going to be nuts. Now, Nuts are very good because they're a really good source of good fats that your body can use for energy. Carbohydrates and protein have four calories per gram of, of food that you have. So for every four, for every gram of protein, there's four calories in there that you can use for energy. With fats, it's nine grams. So it's more than twice as much calories out of the same amount of food. So nuts pack a lot of potential energy that you can have. They'll also help you feel fuller longer. Now, what I recommend with nuts, though, is that you not eat them by the handfuls as like a meal. You want to in, intersperse them with your regular meals as a snack because it will help you stay fuller longer. It does give you that. It doesn't take a lot of them to give you a lot of calories, and you can spread them out longer throughout your trek. Jeff, what are some of the best sources for foods that can be gathered along the way while bugging out? When people consider foods that can be gathered along the way when you're bugging out, a lot of people think in terms of like wilderness survival, living off the land, um, edible plants, things like that. 
The reality is, is that plants don't give you a lot of energy. Now, when you're bugging out, you're going to be using a lot of energy. You'll be using up a lot of calories. So stopping to forage for a lot of wild plants, tubers, things like that, is not going to provide you with a lot of, of value nutritionally, um, especially considering that you're going to be walking around foraging for these things. So anything that you can find along the way, like berries and things like that, that you can just grab by the handfuls that do pack some potential energy are going to be fine. But I'm not a big fan of out foraging for, for wild edible plants when I'm trying to get to my survival retreat as fast as possible. So that's one thing. So the other thing I would say is that your best bet is to look for scavenged food in homes along the way. You know, if an area has been evacuated, a lot of people are leaving, but they're not going to leave with a bunch of food. They're going to have to leave a lot of that behind. So as you're bugging out, if you notice that you're near a town or something like that, you might find, uh, especially even, even in areas that have been evacuated, you're able to forage for food inside of evacuated homes that will allow you to resupply on the go. And the other thing that a lot of people don't think about are uh, as a source for scavenged food are churches. Now, I say that because churches are pretty easy to find. Either visually, you can come to a town, you can see the tall steeple somewhere. So you can, you can locate where they are. And even on a topographical map, um, if it's up to date, we'll show you the location of churches as well. So you can, you can easily locate them. A lot of churches have a food pantry for charity or they'll take people in. They, they oftentimes have a kitchen that they might have luncheons there or dinners or they might rent out space for parties and things like that. So, uh, and they're often seen as a refuge for, uh, you know, in a survival scenario, people might go to a church for refuge. Uh, which for me is a better location than like a FEMA camp or a Red Cross station or something like that. In any case, if it's uninhabited, there might be food in the, in the pantry that you can scavenge along the way. If it is inhabited, if there is somebody there maintaining it, they, they're not likely to turn you away when you need food. So if they have food, they're likely to help you replenish your supplies and then you can move along the way from there. So churches can be a really good source of, if you want to call it scavenged food, along the way when you're bugging out. Jeff, what do you see as the best options for hunting for food while bugging out to safety in a crisis? Yeah, you know, when most people hear the word hunting for food, especially in like a survival scenario, you, know, you think in terms of like, I'm going to bag myself a deer and, um, you know, and there's, there's meat for a long time, especially when you're bugging out. You know, your, your goal isn't to really camp out. You're not looking to live off the land. What you're looking to do is to get to a, a pre-planned survival retreat as fast as possible. Now, when you have a deer, uh, first of all, uh, you know, it, there are a lot of people who go out deer hunting that never even see a deer. So it's not like, it's not like they're, they're all over the place. So, you know, one thing is that it's going to be harder to find. Uh, the second thing is that even if you do get one, you're not likely to carry all of that meat. That meat is heavy, so you're not likely to carry a lot, and it's not going to last that long because it's going to spoil. So it's only good for the meal or two that you might have over, you know, the next couple of meals, but after that, it's probably about it. Your best bet in a survival scenario, especially when you're bugging out, is to think small. 
So small game, you know, while I, while I can go out right now out into the woods by my house, I'm most likely not going to see a deer, but I am going to see squirrels. I've even seen fox near my house and, you know, some rabbits and definitely some birds. So those are your most readily available source of hunting game that you're going to be able to hit. And you don't need to necessarily have a shotgun or a hunting rifle to be able to get them. They can be taken down with something that's not going to be as, um, you know, give away your location as much as like a rifle will. So you can get small game with a a pump action air rifle. You can get it even with a a bow and arrow or even a slingshot if you're really good. So think small when it comes to hunting. The other thing, and this isn't necessarily like you don't think of this as hunting, but other other types of um, live food, I guess you would call it. So an example would be grasshoppers. Grasshoppers are you know real a readily available source of food in many areas. Um, I've eaten grasshoppers before right off the, right off the ground and they, you know, they don't taste that bad. It's not like they have a bad taste to them. So, and they're, and they're high protein, they have fat in them. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a pretty reliable source of food along the way just to grab them, shove them in your mouth and chomp away. The other thing that you can do is look at fish. Now I have tried survival fishing before and it's not easy. Okay. Um, you know, unless you have the um, a a Ronco pocket fisherman, or you know, we um, we actually designed our own what we call our prepper fisherman in our in our bug out bag program, and um, that that is pretty good. But again, how many times have you gone out fishing and not caught anything? Yeah, if you go to the lake or streams and things like that, how often do you see things like minnows? You know, typically you'll find minnows or little sunfish or things like that, some other types of fish that are close to the shore that you can trap in some way rather than waiting for, you know, to land that big bass and eat for the night. Again, you want to get, you want to get from point A to point B as fast as possible and sitting there waiting for a couple of hours for, to land the big one is not necessarily the best approach. So fish like minnows can be eaten live if you needed to, if they're in clean, fresh water, but you need to be careful of parasites. So they're best when they're either fried on some aluminum foil or, you know, even even boiled. So I'm not saying that it's the best tasting fish. You're not going to order them at the restaurant, but they are a source of protein that you'll be able to find. Jeff, I really appreciate you sharing your expertise with us on the best ways to eat on the run when bugging out. Now, for those of you looking for more advanced information on the best bug out strategies, be sure to check out our exclusive ISCQC release at www.survivalkitbugoutbag.com, where you'll find all the secrets you need to master the art of traveling ultralight and covert during a disaster or collapse scenario. And until our next survival broadcast, train hard, stay safe, prepare now. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.